Welcome back, guys, for another episode of the A Better Me Equals A Better We podcast. I am your host, Trey Kwan. Uh, nice to be back with you guys. This is episode 12. Uh, title is I'm a father, but I grew up without a father. So very, very sensitive topic. Um, something that I think is going to be really, you know, good uh, just in general for all of the men. Um, something that's not talked about enough uh, when we talk about uh, parenting. You know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, being a mother and the, and the hardships of the mother and a lot of the things that the dads do um, and don't do. Um, but a lot of it stems from a lot of different things. And one of those things could be not having a father um, or father figure uh, in your life, you know, growing up. So, um, without further ado, I brought two panelists along with me, two guys with me um, to talk about this topic. Um, and the first person I want to introduce is Marcus. Uh, so introduce yourself to our viewers and tell them a little bit about yourself. All right. Yeah, my name is Marcus. Uh, I'm from the Bronx. I'm 30 years old. I have a three-year-old son. Um, I knew Trey and Van A a long time. So, um, yeah, I'm from the Bronx and I grew up without a father too. So yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> but look, I hear yeah. that, right? I hear that. Um, you know, I've known Marcus for a really long time, really, really good guy, really amazing father. Um, and I thought that he would be a great person to really add insight on it because he's a younger, you know, person, something that we somebody that we can all relate to, uh, being in the younger generation. Um, so without further ado. Um, my dad. Yes, that's me. I'm <laughs> Trey. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself for our viewers and tell them a little bit about yourself? I'm Trey, and I'm from Africa, and I just came over here on the boat. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you ain't gonna say his age. Yeah, I'm in the older age who have a different perspective, and we're gonna make it work because we can join together all perspectives right i go from the, to the younger so i'm in the middle age to where i can get the group right from younger to older right i know the older story and i know the younger story so i'm here to just put the middle group in right. to the situation and round it out right yes. um so for me right um as you can see like i have a dad my dad has been here um you know since i could remember um but i'm pretty sure there were some things that like when i grew up that i didn't like um things that i went through that i wish would have went a little differently um and as i got older you know my dad explained to me you know the hardships of doing what he did for us all that he did for us which was a lot um without having a father right um so I want to talk about uh, an article or, or the basis of this conversation will be an article. Um, and the article was entitled, What, Ex what Experiences Make Men Emotionally Unavailable? Um, and it stems uh, from uh, being a fatherless uh, kid and growing up without a father. And one of the topics that they had was the effects on self-esteem, right? Um, and when I look at that, I think when people think about self-esteem, they think about like, I am I good looking? Am I not good looking? Can I talk to this guy? Can I talk to this girl? Like that sort of thing. Um, but sometimes self-esteem is just, do I feel like I deserve this? Or do I feel like I deserve that? Um, and that I'll start with you. Um, did growing up with a father affect the way that you felt like you deserve to be loved by other people? It didn't affect me in that kind of way due to the fact that I'm going to make it better. Like growing up without a father to me made me have to be a better father so that minds don't have to go through certain situations. Mm -hmm. My situation was a little bit different due to the fact that I had an uncle who was a father figure but wasn't my father. Right but gave me the courage to be great. Like, I'm great. Yeah. Like, I'm great. Like, it's no taking away from my greatness. Yeah. And it forced me to be even more greater. Yeah. It never took away. I never felt 
lost without having him in my life. Okay. Yeah. I love him with all my heart, but never felt like I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that that's a good way to look at it, right? Like when you when you're in a situation where you're someone who uh maybe your dad wasn't there, but you have somebody who can step in and kind of uh give you that father figure role and then you don't feel like you're missing as much. Um, so I think that that's a great perspective. Um, another thing that I notice a lot um, when we look at generational behaviors and just the way uh, that people feel about certain things or think about certain things um, is I'm going to be like this because everyone has always been like this or things are always like this. So, Marcus, I'll ask you this. Like, um, did did having an absent father make you feel as if like you were destined to be a bad person or a bad dad um because he was absent um no <laughs> no um though it did make me question my abilities as a father when my son was first born and it did make me question like if i was totally prepared to raise my son um I had too much love in my life to feel like I was going to be a bad person. Though once, like, once she was in labor, all those thoughts came to mind. Like, do I have what it takes? Am I going to be a good dad or a bad dad? Though I feel like I learned from the absence of my father what not to do. You feel yeah. me? But, um, you know, it's a, it's a learning process. So it's not like I'm going to say every anyone is perfect. I'm not perfect, though. Like, I don't feel like I'm not equipped to be a good dad or a good father. I don't feel like that, though. I do feel like. You know, it might it might have been easier. Yeah. Or I might have had more lessons on how to deal with women and how to deal with. Your, my child when he's acting bad you understand so all right, right. yeah, yeah. And, and that's def that's definitely a good perspective because and that actually leads me into my next question right when we when we talk about questioning ourselves right uh that that um you know process of not having a dad and then now you're becoming a dad and the scariest thing is like i don't have a model like i don't have anything to model parenthood after right um so that i'll ask you this um did your father being absent maybe create like any uncertainty like in your ability to be a father like was there ever a point where you was like i don't know if i can do this because i never although i had people that kind of stepped in and and you know helped where they could but i never actually had a model or someone to model fatherhood after no, because it made me become better. I know what I didn't want to be. Okay. So I that's what I use my stepping stone on. Not what he was. I knew what I didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I got to move forward. I got to be better than him. As I tell my kids, they, as you become a father, be a better father than me. Yeah. Because I made mistakes as being a father. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I need you to be better than I was. So wherever I drop the ball at, you pick it up, pick it higher. Yeah. Where he dropped the ball off, I pick it up and put it higher. Only difference is his son was low. Mine was high. Right. Like I made a high ceiling for my kids. Like, listen, I'm going to make sure you do this and do that and do this and do that. Nobody gave me a handbook. Yeah, but not one of my kids out of all four of them walked out of the hospital without an outfit that I bought for them. Yeah, that made me proud. Yeah, as a man, right, and a father, right. I probably bought the last outfit they wear today. Nah. <laughs> I'm happy <having laughs> to see, but it's like no, it's it only lifts me. It only uplifts me. None of it was meant to break me. Everything that was meant to break me, I'm going through it. I'm right. going through it. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do this better. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better uncle. I'm going to be a better cousin, nephew, grandson. Everything in life, I'm going to be better than whatever was gave to me before me because it was a lot gave to me. 
Right. And there's a lot on my shoulders. And and I think that that's dope. One of the things that I really like that you said is like the ceiling, right? And how how high we have to set the ceiling because a lot of times when we look at the things that we do, the things that we become um, as people, as adults, uh, um, we don't realize that we're not going to be here forever, right? So everything that we do passes down to the next generation. They model that and they try to, you know, make it better um, and, and build on top of that. So setting a high ceiling um, so that your child can aspire to, to go past that ceiling and, and further on and further on is very, very important. Um, one of the things that I've noticed um, just growing up, right, like even though I, I just turned um, 30, like I feel like I was in my teenage years, like not too long ago. Um, and one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of times when um, when your dad is, is not as present or absent, um, children tend to or or men or young men, I should say, tend to to show out a little bit more, be a little bit more more aggressive. Um, Marcus, like when you were growing up, like as an adolescent, um, did you ever feel the need to prove yourself, um, because of your dad not being around? No, I just felt a little jaded. Um, I didn't feel the need to have to prove myself though. Cause I had a great mom and I had great family support. So like, I didn't feel the need when I lost my mom the absence of my father hit and I felt like I just needed to become a man and that's because his absence but I never felt like I needed to prove myself to like other kids or like to anybody else who ain't who wasn't in my situation but once my mom's passed and she passed when I was 15 years old so wow I felt the need to have to step up and become a man you understand and Nobody knows how to be a perfect man. So there's things that I wish I could have talked to my father about, things that I had to prove to myself. Right. Understand? And it would have been easier if I had a father there. Right. And and honestly, I can definitely, you know, understand that 110%. And, you know, I tell you this when I see you, like, you know, my condolences. I, I hate that you had to go through that. Um, you know, one, having an absent dad and then midway through your adolescence, like, you know, losing your mom. So there's definitely a point where you feel like, like, wow, like I got to be the guy. Right. And then you have siblings and you like, yo, I got to be the man. But now it's like, how do I do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still growing up. Like, how do I be the man? Right. So um, I could only imagine um, how tough that was. Um, but but looking at like not having that relationship like you said and and not being able to lean on that person and and be able to get guidance and and stuff like that and um when it came time to now you become a parent um and dad i'll ask you this like when it came time for you to to become a parent uh did you did you ever experience or was there ever a time where you felt like difficulty and bonding with your kids being that you never had the opportunity to like bond with your father. So maybe you didn't really know like what does father, you know, son, father, daughter bonding look like? Yes, because I didn't know, <coughs> excuse me, y'all, how to begin. It, my thing was being a father was always just providing. It wasn't about hugs and kisses which it should have been, but I didn't know better. Only thing I knew was providing. Yeah. As long as I felt like I was providing, I thought that meant being a father. Mm -hmm. And fatherhood over the years has changed me. But I have always been a father, but I grew into that role. Yeah. Not that I was born in that role, I grew into it. Because I wish I would have told you, I love you more. Why you was growing instead of telling you I love you now when you're 30. Yeah. It would have been better at 15 than it would have been at 30. Yeah. Just didn't know better. So my learning curve was how do you be a father? Yeah. Where I come from, that wasn't known. We was taught by others. Yeah. And no others told us they love. Fathers, mothers tell you they love you. 
I wish I would have did that. So if I could have changed anything or fixed it, I would have did more of that instead of just being do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I'm a do as I say, nigga, not as I do, nigga. That's who I am. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. To touch on that, it's still like, it's still, I kind of go through the same thing right now. Though I know that time means more than any material possession you could give your child, I still go through that right now. Like, as long as I make sure that he's provided for, I make sure he can have clothes on his back and food, that I'm good. But that's not really it. Like, you know, your son wants time and needs time, but that's part of the generational curses that we have. You understand? That we are trying to break. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Like, you know, your life, you never know where your life is going to take you. That's all I want to say. But we're doing now, though. The good thing is we're doing it now. Right. And like, we're changing it now to the point where we can keep moving forward. Right. It's not like we fail if we don't get it right the first time. It's just we didn't know no better. Right. Until we know better, we can do better. Once we know better, we do better. Right. And that's what we do. Right. Exactly. And that's how we go. That's how we all grow. That's how we all build. That's how we all get to a better place. Right. And and the good thing is, is that, you know, being in a position where, where you can be vulnerable and say, like, listen, this is what's going wrong, right? This is what's going wrong. This is what I'm not doing right. I understand that this is not right. It puts us in a position now to be better, right? Like, so if I said, I know for me and in, in my personal experience, and this is, of course, a conversation I've had with my dad where, like he said, like he provided, but maybe missed a lot of my basketball games, right? And for me, that time would have would have meant way more than all of the Carmelo sneakers I had and, and the Nikes and that would have meant so much more to me than that. But now I can't tell you like how much my dad called me, like you coming over, like how much time we spent because you, you may get it wrong at first, um, but then you just take that and then you learn from it and, and become better, right? Um, Marcus, do you feel like like now kind of shifting gears a little bit, right? Do you do you feel like there was ever a point where you felt like um that absence affected the way that you were able to bond with women? <clears throat> yes. A hundred percent. And I'm laughing because I'm reading the comments and whoever Natalie Newson is. I thank you for the comments and Natalie, Nicole. Oh yeah, that's um. Honestly, me and my um, me and my, me and my girl was just talking about this earlier. Um, so I learned how to love from a woman. You understand? And my basis, I learned what not to do from her boyfriends. You understand? So my father was never present. He never, I was, he was never there to tell me this is something you do. This is something you don't. And um, I do think it affects the way that I deal with women a hundred percent because like, um, you know, my mom told me to be a gentleman. You know, though it's like after she passed away, the, I was, Raised by the Bronx and <laughs> Trey, you know how that is. That's deep. And so I treat, I feel like I, I pull out a lot of love, though it's some instrumental lessons that I didn't have. Yeah. And I'm not going to get. It's like, I got to make sure the next generation get that. It's not, it's not, it's not like programmed in me to do certain things. Like, yeah, I'm holding the door, but she was saying, like, you know, people from two-parent households, they're trained to open a door for that woman, treat that woman with respect and value that woman. And it's like, I feel like I do that already, but it's like certain things that it's like, I'm not, like, I'm not prepped to do. Like, you understand? Yeah. And it's like, I don't feel like that gives me shortcomings. I just know that I'm different. Like, yeah. I was raised by a strong woman. I love strong women. Like, 
So it might be certain things that I'm insensitive to, like, yeah, I'm insensitive to a lot of things, like, and it's like, you know, it it makes it different when a woman deals with me, like, right. you know, a lot of the times they just feel like I don't care about certain stuff, and yeah. they don't be that. It's just like, it wasn't right. Nobody wants to say they don't know no better, but it's like. You understand, and 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 that's that's so instrumental to be able to say like, yeah. it's not to say that I'm not a good person. It's not to say that I don't have that, but that wasn't that's not something that comes second nature to me because I wasn't I wasn't taught to be that way. I wasn't raised to be that way. Um, and then in your situation in particular, like, in certain ways, mothers can overcompensate for um the father not being around and teach them the little things that they know um, about being a man. But ultimately, no matter how you shape it, no matter how you cut the pie, I know how, I know some women like to celebrate Father's Day um, because the, their, um, you know, child's father may be absent, but there are like, there's a, a man can never be a woman, right? I can never, if I have a daughter, I can never teach my daughter how to be a woman. I can teach her the things that I know about womanhood, Right. But if for some reason, if I had a daughter and, and, and the mother was absent for whatever reason, that would and fall. teach her how to be a woman. Right. The, in I'm the same way that. I'm going to teach her what niggas do. Right. And I'm going to teach her about men. But but now. And the only thing a woman can do for a man is teach them. She's still not going to learn how to. See, women that grow up without fathers are a big problem too but it's not a big problem but they go through a lot of the same things that we go through like we may not know the correct thing to do as a man if we grew up as our father and when a, a woman grows up without their father they don't know how to treat men and they become combative they feel it, it like is, the first man that was supposed to be there for them just leaves and you and, know and that's I, what we're dealing with that might be a great thing to talk about, uh, you know, in an episode or two, um, you know, the effects on women, you know, growing up without a father. Um, but I, I definitely think, you know, it, as much as women try to overcompensate, like women, you can't teach your son how to be a man. So it's always good to try to have a father figure if your father is absent, because th that's the only way you're going to learn how to really be a man or have a model of how to be a man. Right. Um, so in talking about like bonding with our kids and bonding, um, you know, being able to bond with women and uh, because of your father being absent, um, what are some things that you that 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 you would say that you do to try to um, ensure that like now at this time, like you're bonding with your children? Well, I do whatever they need to be done. I'm older now because. When I had kids, I had kids at a younger age. I was raising them as I was raising myself. So I'm learning on the fly. It's not like you get a handbook that this how it goes, just do that. No, I had to learn on the fly. I wasn't supposed to be a sissy boy. I had to be the tough boy. I had to be this, I had to be that. And I would say, honestly, with all of the love in my heart and all of the people that taught me, a lot of shit they a lot of stuff they taught me wasn't quite right because they pushed me over the fence before they came me back to the fence it's just like oh be this be that i'm not into that like all of this boys can't cry this that that's corny that's no truth in that a boy can cry if you hurt you can cry yeah don't allow nobody to take your sensibility away from you to where you can't be sensitive Right. That do not make you less than a man. Right. It make you human. Mm -hmm. If they take that away from you, you might can't get it back. Right. So you have to stay in the middle. So some of the teachings we do, that's like the difference between a uncle and a father. A uncle gonna tell you everything right, and he's gonna tell you don't cry when you fall off the bike. A daddy's gonna tell you, all right, you can fall. I pick you up. We'll try it again. Yeah. That little bit of difference make a difference. Yeah, definitely. So therefore, you can move forward. We right. can't be stuck on, we have to be this, we have to be that. Yeah. No. 
and and that that leads me uh into the next question um as far as like we got to be this we got to be that right um when you don't have that model and and you know what not to do or you know what you lack right so let's say for example you never had a dad to show you how to ride a bike or buy you anything or or um just things like that right um marcus do you think it's common um for men to overcompensate in certain areas um when it comes to their kid due to not having or due to having an absent father um holding to the woman is common um yes i do try to be there for my son in a way that i was not like taken care of the way that he wasn't there for me though like my son get, needs discipline he's gonna get disciplined i have to mm -hmm. teach him early that the world is not gonna be his friend all the time there may be times where everything in your life is going great then god throws you a curveball so you know and he's three so you know it's kind of hard so you know they, they all feel like i'm soft on him though it's like i know when he needs to be disciplined and i know when i can't just give him his way all the time so do i i do want to say yes to that question because i know a lot of men that overcompensate like you know they're Okay. Uh -oh. Yeah, we we lost Marcus for a second, but he'll be right back. And there you go. Yeah. A man coming from my position is gonna try their best to give their their son what their father never gave them. Yeah, you understand. Um, as far as women, do we overcompensate in the areas mm -hmm. such as love due to having an absent father? Now, there's some men who don't, but me people like me no no not at all well people like, like me, if yeah. you're a woman like my mother you're gonna have all my affection in my heart like i'm gonna go to the end of the earth for you like you understand though i still have the sense of right and wrong like yeah you understand like now all right now this is too much <laughs> like <laughs> you understand? now you gotta chill you feel me so I know there are some men who probably do overcompensate in that area. And then there's some men who don't. I feel like I'm right on the fine line. Like, I know I was taught well how to treat a woman. Now, how to be a man, though, like, stand up and stand up for myself. Like, hold on. Now you're doing a little bit too much. Like, or now I'm going too far. Like, you got to learn that. I had to learn that on my own. And I'm right. 30 now, so I've learned it. Like, you understand? Right. You know me, Trey. I'm the type of person I'm going to do. you. I love you. I'm doing anything for you. Yeah. And I just, you know, you got to be, you got to be discerning with that type of love. Like, you got to choose wisely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And, and you, that, that's definitely something I, I can say that I learned from my dad, right? Being able to, to, to understand that what you have is not for everybody. Um, because I know he's about to tell his truth and, and he's just overcompensation is a, is a, is a understatement. Right. But what he learned from that, he was able to show me like, ah, right, you got chill out on this a little bit, yeah. chill out on that a little bit. So like, what, what's your take on that? I overcompensate, but we also have to understand when you have an absent father, if involved with your grandmother or his on his side of the family yeah they also overcompensate yeah like my grandmother will overcompensate to the, like that, that movie right there would have did anything and everything for me because of his not because of his absence but he was absent but the love she gave me made up for his absence mm -hmm. my auntie now she gives me makes up for his absence to the point where I could have took advantage of it because I see it, but I will never do that. I have to calm it down so they they don't overcompensate for his absence. Like I can go to my grandmother's house and she'll be like, "Oh, your daddy ain't here, but here, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me." No, 
I didn't come here for nothing. Right. I just came to you. Right. That's why I'm her favorite grandson. And I'm just gonna make sure everybody know that. But <laughs> look, you're gonna start some you gonna start okay, some watch the chat. The chat is so crazy. Yeah. You're gonna start some trouble in that. But they overcompensate. Do I overcompensate? Yes, I always have. I always want to make sure that my kids have more than I did. But the problem with that is sometimes we make selfish kids. We can also make selfish kids out of that. Yeah. And that we don't want. Yeah. I want a balance to where I'm only gonna give more than necessary, but less than too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's so a this is where we have to do that because that's what will happen. Yeah. Because we're all gonna try to overcompensate. And if you look at it, that's something we've been done from generations to generations. My mother gave me more than she had. Her mother gave her more than she had. Mm. Her mother gave her more than she had. All our parents give us more than we Yeah. But yeah. well, we just can't give too much so we make ungrateful people. Yeah. And ungrateful people is not good people in the world. Yeah. And that's very true. That's something that I think that you'll notice or or even um, you know, I noticed, you know, raising two kids and, and my oldest being uh he'll be eleven in November. Um and when you give, 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 give. Uh, with no um, responsibility, right? You don't put any, you just give just because. Um, and then at some point when, when they get a little older, you try and teach them responsibility and things of that sort. And now um, it's time to say, okay, well, if you want this, I need you to do this chore, do this chore, and this is how you get allowance. And this is how, well, nowadays, this is how you're going to get V-Bucks and, and Robux and all that other stuff. Now they're looking at you like you doing them wrong or you doing them a disservice because they so used to you just giving it to them for no reason at all. And I think the one thing that we can all agree on as men um, is that there's, there's probably never going to be a point in our life where people are just going to give us stuff. Like, so we have to teach as a father and in, in you're raising, if, if you're raising boys or even if you're raising women, right? But especially if you're raising a boy, you have to teach them like if you want this you have to do this like that sense of responsibility that work ethic um because the world like marcus said earlier is it's not always going to be friendly it's not always going to be smiles and hallmark cards right and you have to be prepared for that um so marcus like what are some suggestions that you would give to somebody um who doesn't have a father present like if, or if you can go you know, maybe talk to yourself when you were younger. Like, what's some advice you would give to a young man growing up without a father? Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. And everything you need to learn, the world will teach you. Just got to pay attention. Hmm. Don't take him not being there personally not going to say don't be angry because that would be like foolish right but just don't take it personal know that god gave you the tools that you need to succeed right there mm -hmm. um another thing i would say to him is like you learn how to become a man with no example in front of you except what you choose so you can really choose to become the man you want to be see like we become our fathers so if that example is in front of you whether it's a good example or a bad example most people are going to be an image of that a spitting image even if they take the good and don't and don't take the bad they're going to take some traits from their father so somebody growing up Without their father, they choose other people to idolize. And that's what's going on in society today. And these kids just need some of the right people to pick. Yeah. You understand? So I would tell them, don't take it personally. And your whole life is in front of you. And just choose the right people that you want to look up to. Right. Choose the right examples. Right. And, and that that's a great that's a great way um, to that. That's great advice. Right. I'll just say that, like, especially don't take it personally. Right. Because a lot of times I think that that's one of the struggles. Um, I know for me again, I, and I'll say this a hundred times, like my dad has always been in the house with me since I was a kid. 
but what I lacked physical presence, right? Like my dad, like being there, like, because, and I took it personal. Like, especially I go to certain games and it'll be all the other kids' parents was there and then, you know, or certain games, I would really want him to be there. And it's yeah, like, it's hard not to. You know, well, I, may I, God bless you and may God bless your pops, man. He's yeah, sitting like, with you on the couch right now, I, man. Exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I got to a point where I was taking it personally but then as I got older, we now we're able to sit and talk about certain things because I realized that there was an underlining thing going on. And that was one and first and foremost work. You know, my dad worked overnight my whole life. I didn't understand that if he worked overnight, he couldn't get up at eight o'clock and come to my game, even though he just came in at six. Like I didn't under I didn't I didn't even think to ask. It was just like you're not here. Like, so I took it personal. I thought it was like like what he don't want to be around me, um, especially when, you know, my brother played football. He had games on Sundays, but my dad didn't work Saturday. So he got enough sleep and was able to go Sunday. Like, so now I'm looking like, is it me? Right. So I think take like not taking it personally. Um, you know, a lot of people have parents who may have a, a particular habit, maybe strung out on drugs, maybe maybe going through something um, that presents uh, that um affects them being able to be present right um so not taking it personally knowing that whatever reason that that person had for not being present being a, a totally father, yeah like it it, it had it, it had nothing or may not have had anything to do with you right um and then also like as far as when you talked about um you know your life being in front of you right we are the choices that we make Right. So like you said, like you, you can become whatever man you want to be. Right. You can become whatever person you want to be. Um, we just take that time to to say, this is what I want to do. These are the steps that I need to get there. And this is who I'm going to be. So if someone is watching this and you may have an absent father, understand that that doesn't have to define you. Right. It doesn't have to define you. I know in my situation, it didn't define my dad because, again, he made it his business to be here. He made it his business to choose a different route um, and you can do the same thing. So it's not it's not something that's impossible because, um, again, if you're watching this and you have an absent father, like here's an example um, of somebody who made it their business to be here. Marcus, a young man, is an example of someone who said, I'm going to be in my son's life. Right. Um, and we're all still growing. My dad is still growing. Marcus is still growing. I'm still growing. We're all learning. Um, but we made the decision to create the life, um, you know, that we wanted. Um, so that, um, do you think that when it, when it came to growing up and, and certain things affecting you and, and just talking about how, um, having an absent father can affect you emotionally, um, do you feel like, like your father being absent, um, or do you believe that um, certain things were more stressful as far as like parenting or being a father? Um, did it have anything to do with you not having a father like model or? No, no, but I'm gonna say before I move on. Okay. I'm gonna speak up for my absent father. Yeah. Who happened to be an absent Life goes on. All of our life is our own journey. My father was not a bad person. Mm -hmm. Like, I love my father if I would have never saw him. After my birth, I would have never not loved my father because my mother never told me a bad thing about my father. Mm -hmm. Not one time has my mother ever spoke a bad word about my father. His life got caught up in his life. Sometimes things happen. I'm not mad at him. The wonderful thing about it was I got to spend his later days with him. Right. That was one thing. It's like when you're having two problems, we don't know all situations to the situation. Yeah. Sometimes a dude just a sign bucket, sometimes a dude Got a chick and they just don't make it, and that's just make it an absent father. Right. That can happen. But with his situation, 
he ended up where he was because that's where he was. That's the life he led. Yeah, I'm cool. Yo, Trey, he keep going in and out a little bit. It's hard to hear him. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on, give me one second. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, sit up a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna sit up like on edge. Yeah. All right. Can you guys hear him now? All right. So, where we go from a father to his situation, um, we gotta not feel like it's our fault. As long as you don't feel like it, because it's never your fault. It's never your fault. The only body you can blame for absentee father is life. And that's the road that he made. He made a left when he probably should have made a right. So his life going to take people. Oh, you feel like, excuse me to cut you off. You feel like I can't blame my father? Not really. Because it's his life. And uh, his life, his life made different terms. His life made different terms. And it's bad choices. Yeah, I'm going to be. I don't want to blame mine because what if I make a bad choice and I make a bad turn? What if you make a bad turn? You want do you want them to hold you accountable for the bad turn? Just say I made yes. a bad turn. I'm not a bad I want person. Want them to hold me accountable if I don't never spend back for my son and my daughter because I have a my sister is a year older than me. Like I'm born in October, she born in October. We share the same mother and the same father. He didn't spend back for either of us. He never made the attempt. And I think he lived longer than my mother. Do I hold resentment to him? No, but I just know that that's not the type of man I want to be. Like, I don't care what happened. Like, but he made these you are a better two people man. that I created. He made you better, though. He How made out? you better. How? How? Because you're not going to do what he did. Because you're not going to do what he did. You're gonna spend back. You're gonna spend back and you'll run through a building to get with yours. So no matter what his thing was, it made you a better person. It was still a yeah. learning lesson. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I blame him for all the difficulties I went through in my life. And I'm not gonna say that him being there would have made it easier. I'm just know that that's somebody who was supposed to be there. You understand what I'm right. saying? Like, definitely... Right. He was definitely supposed to be there because you know his advice would have came from a good place. We get the same advice from somebody else. We just don't know what place it's coming from. Yeah. Like when your father gives you advice, you know that's coming from the heart. That's coming from the soul. When big homie at the corner store gives you advice, you don't quite know where that's coming from. Yeah. Some of it can be good and some of it can be bad. Some of it can be like, yo, I'm really trying to help you, and some of it could, I'm just going to use you. Yeah. Like, that'd be the difference in the thing. But And, and just yeah. to interject for a second, I think, I think the, um, I think the hard part about it is the perspective that you look at it in, right? Because if you're looking at it in the sense of like, all right, we can't blame them because life happens, right? And when we become adults, we understand that life happens, right? So maybe maybe you don't blame them for life happening, but when you think about the emotional, like the long-term um, emotional effect that it has on someone, um, somebody can, you know, be be held accountable for that. Yes, it did or it can create for you to be a better person. But there are a lot of people um, who may have held on to that, who don't have, you know, your story or who doesn't have Marcus's story, right? Who, um, because of that emotional trauma, it may, it forced them to give up, right? So I think that there's a lot of different ways um, to look at it, depending on how you took it emotionally, right? And I think that it varies from person to person. I think that however we do take it emotionally, um, once if you have a su support system or if you're old enough to, um, you know, seek or everybody's old enough to seek counseling. But I think like those are the sort of things that we as a as a community, as a as as black, um, what people will call minorities, um, something that we have to look more into, like seeking help, seeking counseling. Um, seeking um therapy like things of that sort because these are long-term um you know emotional trauma that you know that we're not dealing with right and if you're if you don't deal with it properly it can affect the way that um you deal with other people 
you know, going forward. Um, and and just talking about that, um, Marcus, I'll ask you this. Um, what are some suggestions that you would have for a father um, who grew up without a father that's dealing with like long term emotional stress? Huh. Don't doubt yourself. And if you need help, reach out for help. Everybody parents have help. He may not know that because he feel like I got to be the man. I go through that sometimes and I just ask like my aunt. You understand? I ask my aunt or one of my sisters. You understand? Like, though there are certain conversations that you can only have with your dad, you good. You can have those conversations with God now. I would tell him, don't stress. And if you need help, ask for help. And don't doubt yourself because there was nobody there to show you the way. That means right. you could find right. it on your own. Right. And you can only you can only do what you can do. Right. And 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 uh like uh Nikki said in our comments, it, it takes a village, right? Like it takes a village. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how you look at it. Um, just because you may not had uh, may not have had certain things or that person um, in order to be there that created that um, emotional stress, um, there are people who can help you in certain areas. So find that help, right? Wherever it may be, like you said, like your aunt. Um, if for my dad, I know it was his uncle. Um, for me, it's my dad, his aunt, or you know my great aunt. Like you know, there's there's always people you know, who, who are there, um, you know, to be able to help you out with certain things. Um, so what I want to do, uh, you know, since we're coming towards like the end of the episode, I want to open it up to the audience. Like, what are some questions like based off of what you guys have heard? Like, what are some things that maybe you guys want to know about, um, you know, Marcus or, or Trey or, um, you know, some things that maybe, uh, you might be curious or if you're a father who, um, who grew up without a father, like what are some questions that, that you guys, um, have about that? Or, um, more specifically, if you're a mother who's raising a child without a father, right? Like, and maybe he's starting to show, um, signs of emotional, you know, stress or trauma. Um, like what kind of questions um, can we help you guys with, right? Because the objective of this podcast, right, a better me equals a better we, um, is us just reaching out to each other, um, you know, a bunch of different people from a bunch of different backgrounds who have different perspectives, right? So every panelist that I bring on, like we're all not going to think exactly alike. Like, you know, my dad raised me and I don't think exactly like him, right? We all have a different perspective, right? And, but when each of us um, become better individually, then we all become better as a collective, right? Sitting together and sharing positive information, um, you know, with each other so that, um, you know, we can all learn and, and be better, right? So I'll give you guys a little bit of time to throw um, some questions in the chat if you guys have any, um, you know, for our panelists. And in the meantime, you know, I'll go over um, some of our comments in our comment section. So uh, Nene Henderson said in our comments, yes, Marcus, uh, exclamation point. Um, Natalie said in our comments, real talk, Trey Corner, a reality is an, is an absent father is traumatic. If you hold on to anger and never forgive that absent parent, you will walk around with triggers and hurt that you will never understand or heal. Um, so I think that that's that's I think that that kind of sums it up. Right. Like you you develop certain triggers, um, certain things that that if you don't heal from it, it'll damage a lot of relationships, like whether it's, you know, from a woman or or even um, or even your children. Um, Key said in our comments, Marcus, has it been hard for you to love being that you had an absent father? Um, it hasn't been hard for me to love. I love hard, though it has been hard for me to know what a correct relationship looks like what that example is. So I just had to kind of like wing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I think that that's something um, that a lot of people don't really think about. Right. Like just winging it like um, and then I think a lot of times as men, we always feel like we have to have it together. Right. So you never want to. It, it's hard to even be vulnerable enough to say, like, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just kind of figuring it out, like, as as I go along. Right. Just because of that um, stereotype that as men, we got to have it together. We got to have this. We got to have that. Or we not doing it right. Um, so definitely, man. And, and I just want to say, you know, to both of you guys, a lot of times. And I said this last episode, a lot of times people get on platforms and podcasts and social media and that's the thing right we get on social media and we portray somebody that we're not or um somebody that we want to be to other people um and you guys have been nothing but transparent right and i think and i appreciate that because this is um this is what people need to hear like people need to hear the unfiltered truth like yo this is what we go through this is why um, your man may be behaving this way. This is why your child's father may be behaving this way. Um, and maybe it'll open up conversations for mothers maybe to be more patient um, with their with their spouse or their child's father or um, just if you're in a relationship with no children. Like, you know, let me be a little bit more patient. Let me look at things a little differently um, because this this traumatic experience now we can look at it as a traumatic experience has really affected you know the way that he deals with people like not just you know kids but just you know people as well um so let's see if we have any more questions in our comments um and i really want to give you guys a chance to um in the comments to you know to ask anything and um or just comment and and, and what are your thoughts on this right um so <laughs> dad i'll ask you this question as a matter of fact i'll ask both of you guys this question um natalie nicole said in our comments having an absent father do you guys hang out with deadbeats so that how no. do you feel about that no i do not because having an absent father made me and all of my friends better fathers 90 percent of my friends right now or dads, ain't too many fathers. So it's not gonna be like, oh, that's my father. No, they're gonna be like, that's my dad. And my friends became dads. And not only was I was a dad for my kids, I was a dad for a generation of kids. Yeah. Because it gave me the right to know what a father's supposed to be. So I put forth a thing like this is what a father's supposed to be. Yeah. So if you look at half of my family, 90% of the people that are younger than me almost look at me as a dad. Yeah. Not only my kids, half my family do. Right. Because I give the same exact love. And that's what makes a dad. The time and the love. Yeah. Not the sideways treatment. Not like, oh, just do this for me. Do this. Do this. No, I don't put batteries in backs to make people do stuff. Yeah. I put a battery in your back to make you a better person. A dad only makes the person under them a better person. That's what being a dad is all about. Yeah. Making the person under you better than you. I want all of y'all to be better than me. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's not about how much money I got, how much money I give. Yeah. It's just making them better. So how about you, um, Marcus? And and I just want to say, Trey said in our comments um, that you know Trey was a, a a father figure. Can you guys hear me? Sorry, guys. Okay, so I just want to say, um, you know, Trey did say in our comments that that Trey was um, a father figure uh, to them and 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 a lot of our family. So that's something that um, that you'll hear a lot. Um, and and Marcus, for you. Um, having an absent father, uh, do you hang out with deadbeats? Yeah, I got a couple homies that's deadbeats. <laughs> I'm not even going to sit here and cap. Um, when we do talk about it, I do tell them they need to be in their child's life. Yeah. Um, because 
we don't want to put them through the same thing that we went through. And as I was talking about earlier, you can't be mad at your pops. There might be a situation. I honestly take it personally. And like, so it's caused a riff in a lot of my relationships, but I still do have homies that I talk to on a daily basis that are dead beats. Like, why would you talk to them if you take it personally? I mean, but, look, but you, you take it personally in that situation. I, my homie can be a deadbeat because I know his situation. Now you know his situation. You just didn't know you. And I take it, and I I take it personally because I don't feel like nobody should like abandon that responsibility. It doesn't how it doesn't matter how difficult or tumultuous that relationship is with the mother. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you was in jail twenty years. You get out of jail, you go see your kid like yes and, I um a, a phone call makes though, a difference yeah phone call makes a difference though it's like you know it's a lot of situations going on in life like you understand so it's like i'm not going to just cut them off because i don't want them to die right i mean <laughs> but, feel but away you, if i get the phone call and they die I, I like the fact that that even though you said like listen I am around people um that are deadbeats I talk to them on a daily basis and say yo you need to do what you got to do and I think a lot of times um you know I hear a lot of women that that um in my own personal experience I'm not saying that this is all women but a lot of women that I've come encounter with they think that um men just don't say anything to their friends like they just don't say like they just let them be deadbeats um and they don't say anything um and they just like oh you gonna be a deadbeat be a deadbeat like in all actuality it's not like that like most most men who are active fathers who have friends that are deadbeats they openly tell them like bro you're not doing the right thing um and ultimately in the long run you're helping that kid like you're helping that kid although you're helping um you know your friend you because they don't know what they're um they don't know what they're missing but you know you hope you're you're most importantly helping that child in the long run so um this is going to be our last question because i don't want to hold you guys for too much longer over the time but natalie said in our comments um do you think a man should stay with a trifling woman for the sake of his child or vice versa? No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Say yes, Big Trey. I, I, I want. I want to. I want to hear your take, Marcus. I'm hear your take, and then we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Trey <laughs> to a certain degree. To a how certain many degree. women? Listen, how many women out here stay in a marriage where they not happy just for the sake of their children? and they become miserable and mean old ladies it's the same thing on the man's side like if this if this person is especially and especially if she's making it difficult you should not bet your rest of your life on on that person like i don't need to be with your mom for me to be in my son's life that's what another thing i tell the, the deadbeat fathers i don't need to be with his mom like I could go, I pop up with my son whenever I whenever is necessary and whenever I feel the need to. So most of, that's the most at peace I feel on earth is when I'm with my son. And Trey could tell you, I'm like not a joke. So me even feeling peace anywhere is like is is a big accomplishment. And I feel a connection to that young man. Though do I ever want to deal with his mother? Number one, she hid my child from me. He went to ACS. She hid my child from a year. Trey and Van Nay used to drive me to go visit my son in ACS. You think I'm going to ever want to be with this woman again? Like, yeah. Never, ever, right. ever, ever, ever. Right. Ever. But, but you still Lied about you having ACS. Yeah, I'm a, my son, I want to take my son from her, honestly. Now, now she want to fight but it's all right we good I'll, I'll remain cordial and peaceful in that front though do i think a man should stay with a trifling devious person no and neither I, should a woman 
If this yeah. nigga over here, excuse me, if this man is over here beating on you, so I was about to curse. If this man over here beating on you, you gonna stay just because y'all got a child together or maybe two childs? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's, what's your take on that? I wouldn't stay. But you just told me you would stay. Nah, nah. I would stay. Nah, Big because, no, no. The, the thing is, is how does it make me stay in my child life? Like, I'm willing to sacrifice some of my life for my kids' life. So if that means I got to put up with a little bit of bullshit to be in my kids' life, I will. But the problem is, we don't understand. We have rights, too. And we have to take our rights. See, our biggest problem as men. And this is why a lot of men are deadbeats. It's because we don't realize we have rights too. We have to take our rights to the white man who we are afraid of being in front of because we always in front of him for all the wrong reasons. No, honestly, Trey, you are so right. You heard Big Trey? Excuse me. You are so right. Um, first of all, your son is amazing. Like Thank the you, first bro. time he Thank ever you. met me, I was going through a traumatic event. You understand? It was probably the second time he met me. I was going through a traumatic event and him and his wife, they held me down. Long story short, though, a lot of men don't know that they like they know that nobody's going to do that. Number one, most black, young black men, Puerto Rican men, Dominican men, they don't want to go to court. Uh, court what? Judge. Court judge. What? Judge. Judge. Understand? judge. <laughs> I'm in that situation right now, bro. And the court is like, hurry up and wait. It's like, now we I'm on her time and I'm on the state's time. You understand? It's like, and these are, this is two different entities telling you how you can deal with your child. And, and if it's not tumultuous with your baby mom, now you on her time. But if it's tumultuous with your baby mom, it's like, you're not going to see your son at all until the crowd, um, until the, to the, to the court let you, you yeah. understand? So, I'm not going to say that's an excuse for a lot of deadbeat fathers, but that, that is a reason that a lot of men a lot of roads. go there. That's a lot of roads that people take. All right, y'all. This conversation is it, it's get, it's getting real deep, and I and I hate that it always gets this good right right when right when we hit our time slot. But I want to make sure um, that we get you guys out of here. Um, you know. Because you guys could have been, all of our viewers, our panelists, I respect your time. Um, you guys could have been anywhere else. Like anywhere else, you could have been watching Love & Hip Hop. I know they got, um, you know, a bunch of things that just came out on uh, Netflix, like Kevin Hart's new movie, Fatherhood, um, which I heard is amazing. I've, I've only I watched, watched it yesterday. It. it was all right. <laughs> I liked it. So, so I heard good things about, so you guys could have been watching that. You guys could have been doing anything, right? But you guys were here with us, pushing the envelope about this situation. I appreciate you guys' time. Um, I really do. Um, so in the essence of that, you know, I'm trying to get you guys out of here. So Marcus, do you have anything for our viewers? Uh, anything you want to say to our viewers before we get out of here? Yeah, man, God bless y'all. And Trey, you ever need me again, you know I'm here, man. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate right. that. Dad, you got anything you want to say to our viewers before we get out of here? God bless. Good night. Need <laughs> <laughs> the Russell Simmons thing. Listen, but no, for all men out there who have to do it, the system works for us as well as it works against us. Let's not only think it works against us because we'll be stuck and we'll have more deadbeats. Yeah, because every deadbeat could we don't know which way. Go. That's why it's hard to judge what side you. A little bit of bread is gonna all work. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. But we don't That's know who's I the first. Say. Do you? Are you being kept away or are you just staying away? Yeah. That's the situation that nobody knows in the situation. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I say don't hold things and let you know the whole story. Hey, hey, listen, I I hear that. I appreciate you guys sharing your perspective with us. Thank you so much. 
I gotta call him Trey. This the most. This the first. Maybe maybe <laughs> I was joking, but calling him Trey. I've been calling him Dad all episodes. I could calling him Trey. But um, you know, thank you so much, Dad, for, for being on the show, Marcus. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you guys do not forget to like the Facebook page. Don't forget to like the Facebook page so you guys can get the updates. So you don't have to search around for the video. You like the page as soon as we go live. It comes up. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. I'm telling you, hit the notification, the thing, the, hit the bell so you can know when we're going live. You don't have to look for the video. It comes right up for you, right? So hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, next week's episode, uh, which is going to be Tuesday the 29th, we're going to be discussing a book. Uh, this book is entitled A Woman's Influence. And of course, I'm gonna have a bunch of women on here uh, so we can discuss this topic. Uh, just speaking about the woman's influence in a bunch of different areas. You guys don't wanna miss that. You might need to have me on there too. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 if y'all want Marcus on a woman's influence, if y'all want him back on the next one, drop it in the comments. <laughs> Let me know. Look, if Marcus will be back next week by popular demand. So drop it in the comments. Let me know if y'all want to see Marcus on next week's episode. But you guys don't want to miss that. We heard about guys and having being fathers uh, while being fatherless. Now we're going to hear about a woman's influence. Uh, this is a great book. Can't wait to discuss this with you guys. I can't wait for you guys to see the panelists we have lined up. It's going to be amazing. All right. And before we head out, I just want to let you guys know, I want you guys to remember that a better me equals a better week. You guys have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in.